Transformation. You know, transformation almost always has a story that got you there. I like to call it an epiphany story or an origin story. And so today on my very first episode, this is episode number one. Today we're going to be talking about my epiphany and my origin story. So come take a listen. Welcome to the Blueprint of Living an Extraordinary Life podcast. My name is Theo Tilton. I'm a licensed New Thought practitioner, public speaker, certified life mastery consultant, and development life coach. Each week, I'm on a mission to provide concrete practices in the art of being and doing and getting that physical, reliable result with a system of support, leaving you moved, inspired, and empowered on your way to living an extraordinary life. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's head over to the blueprint of living an extraordinary life. Hello there, everybody. So this is Theo Tilton. You know, I want to bring you back to early September 2018. I receive an email and I'm reading this email and my life is about to change. So 15 years earlier, 15 years earlier, uh, it was back around 2000, uh, let's see, 2004-ish, around there, I had been working in corporate America, Fortune, Fortune 100 company in the telecom space, been doing really well, um, you know, financially, you know, I was creating a, a beautiful income for myself, you know, six-figure income. And I was really starting to feel depression, uh, resentment of how my life was going. Um, even though I had been making a six-figure income and going on nice, you know, relaxing vacations a few times a year, wearing really nice, cool, snazzy clothing and keeping up with the trends and driving an awesome car. I had a, a black Porsche Roadster convertible, you know, driving around with the roof down. And for all intents and purposes, from the, from the outside in, my life looked really kind of perfect, you know, as uh, a middle-aged or early 30s uh, gay man. You know, however, at the time, you know, I was in yet uh, another relationship that wasn't working. I was, I was lying to myself as well as everyone around me. More importantly, I was lying to the woman that I was in a relationship with. And one day I decided to be true to myself, to be authentic, you know, who I was. I, as if I was playing this yo yo of, Oh no, I'm trying to be straight. No, I'm bi. And oh no, I'm really gay. And back and forth and back and forth. And 
and this being inside of really relationships that I was having and my life was reckless. You know, I, it was abusive and destructive. I was on a path of drinking and drugs and, and sex. And even though I was making tons of money, I never seemed to be able to save enough of it. And then I remember browsing, you know, the internet, uh, something had come up on my screen. Um, I discovered the movie, the secret, and it spoke about things like, you know, the law of attraction. And, um, and I was so enthralled. I was so invigorated and so enthused. And there was some things in there that actually resonated with me. You know, I, their concept, the concepts of, you know, spirit and spirituality and religion. You know, I had, I had grown up a born again Baptist. And so the rules were very, you know, strict and, and so for me, being uh, a gay male growing up inside of uh, born-again Baptist religion, you know, basically Sunday was a death sentence. I was, I was going to hell every single Sunday. And But back to the movie. So inside this movie, The Secret, there was one particular section. I wasn't sure if it was Michael Bernard Beckwith or if, if it was... Um, um, Jack Canfield or or Bob Proctor, one of one of the 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 leaders inside of this, uh, these one of the teachers inside of this movie, um, basically said, "Let's try an experiment." And I was like, "Okay, you know." And the the experiment was to to think of a person, to somebody that you know it would be close to, if not nearly, completely impossible even by coincidence, for you to actually be in communication with that person. Like maybe a friend of a friend or a relative of a friend or something like that. Like something that would be just so, it would prove to you. And, you know, I decided to take this challenge on. And I, I thought of a childhood friend that I had. It was my best friend. Um, his name was His name was Chris. And uh, it was probably between the ages of like, 10 and 13, somewhere around there. And we, you know, I, I grew up, I grew up in, in the, in basically in the projects. Um, and, um, my, in my entire youth, I grew up on, you know, parents who had multiple jobs. My mother, my mother, um, was, was divorced once married again, had multiple jobs, you know, various times we were on and off welfare. And so, Life wasn't necessarily easy. It was, it was, it was hard, and and my parents definitely did everything possible to make sure that I didn't have to experience um, the reality of what was going on. You know, always making sure that there was a roof over my head and clothes clothes on my back, and and um, and to some extent, you know. Also being a little showy, you know, it's like to not reveal that, you know, we were living in the conditions that we were living in. Well, anyway, um, so my, my childhood friend, Chris, he had a brother and I believe, I believe they're like maybe, maybe like eight, somewhere between eight and 10 years apart from each other. Um, I think it was like 12 or something. 
and and Chris and his bro- younger brother. His name was his name was Sean. I'll leave the last names off just for privacy. And so I thought of of his brother Sean, and I was like, oh yeah, okay. My intention is to is to be in communication somehow. That's going to happen, and I'm not going to do anything to do it. I'm just just going to think about it. I'm going to really really think about this person. What do I remember about them? so on and so forth. And so I created that intention. And like, no kidding, I kid you not, 24 hours later, I was out having fun, going out dancing at some local gay bar down in Asbury Park, New Jersey, somewhere, you know, it was really close to where my my family lived. My mother was down there. And and uh, I would visit every once in a while and, you know, go hang out with friends and party and, you know, because I was still in that mode of life. And I was having a drink and listening to music. And I remember seeing somebody off at the other end of the bar that had like this really familiar face and was laughing and fun and fun, having fun and with surrounded by friends and and couldn't quite put my finger on it. And then... I realized something. All of a sudden, it dawned on me who this person was. The person was Sean, the brother of my best childhood friend. And I could not believe this. This quite was quite impossible. Like, this would never, ever have happened. And, you know, what I realized is that there's something, there's something there. There's something really powerful about this thing, law of attraction. And, you know, we are today, I am now very, from that moment, from that very, very moment, I am still in conversation and I have a beautiful and fantastic friendship um, and proud to now have my friend John as a a an extraordinary friend um, for the last 15 years. And one thing that I really began to do right after this happened was I really started to dive into the power of universal laws and spiritual laws. So I dove really deep in the practices and study uh, of personal development doing things. Uh, I did courses through Landmark and through the science of mind, uh, religious science. And I had this craving and desire to learn more and become more knowledgeable and wisdom around all of these spiritual laws. And it ignited a fire within me. And I discovered that there was something to this. There was something to all the different tools and practices that have been around for a long time, like meditation and and prayer and imagining. Um, and there's new modern interpretations. When I say modern, you know, over the past uh, couple centuries, you know, there are things like affirmations and vision boards and visioning and visualization. And you name it, there are tools out there. And I started to develop and increase my passion one of the things I was also doing at the same time being a software engineer in corporate America, I was also in fitness. 
And uh, that's another story for another time. I'm going to save that one for uh, the, the next episode is my, my fitness journey. But because that's a transformation all on its own. But I started to really get close in touch with the thing that I was passionate about. And I was really passionate about fitness. And I was a spinning instructor and personal trainer. And that's the thing I did on the side. I wasn't really making money with it. But that was kind of like a decision point for me. I would I was like, how can I make a ton of money in that industry? And I I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know how to do it. So, you know, I retained uh, my software engineering job just, you know, to make a living. And then the struggle and the depression and the anxiety and and the desire to leave um, was so powerful. Um, I decided to start using my knowledge of spiritual tools and personal development practices. And I was like, if I'm not going to really put this into practice, when? And so I just decided that I was going to do it. And my desire was that I wanted to completely replace my income. In fact, I wanted to double my income and work less. I wanted to leave corporate America. I wanted to be completely self self-sufficient. And the 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 struggle that I was really dealing with was how am I going to be able to make enough money and leave corporate America? Well, you know, will I will I be able to pay my mortgage? Will I be able to pay for my health care? Will I be able to pay for my car, my vacations? And you know, once, you know, now that that old relationship's over, and you know, finally maybe I'll find a good relationship, but will I be able to have enough money to have a thriving relationship and be able to afford all the things that come inside of a relationship? Like, you know, maybe buying a house together, going on bigger vacations together. So there was all of that. And then, and there was these internal struggles that I was having where, you know, am I really good enough? Am I good enough to accomplish all of this? Am I smart enough? Am I strong enough? Do I have, do I have enough focus and, and willpower? Am I a fraud? Am I, am I an imposter? All of the questions that, that show up, truly show up. I know this today, that these are the types of questions that do show up inside of the entrepreneurial mind. And using what, what ended up happening next was using all of the personal development tools and spiritual tools I had. You know, I was studying inside of being a, a, a practitioner and I became a licensed practitioner. I began to study and practice on a daily basis. The things, things started to be attracted towards me. People who I did not know. I was doing meditation every day. I was visioning every single day. I was focusing on the thing that I really wanted. All of a sudden, I uh, met uh, people that soon then became business partners. We wrote business plans. We started formulating ideas, getting ideas for how to build the business. And all of a sudden, I found myself with a premier location of a fitness facility. And the money came and the construction started and then the business opened and then the customers started coming and the fire, the fire was so ignited and we were really starting to see the results. 
And at the same time, I was still working 50 to 60 hours a week in corporate America. You know, I had two other business partners with Sweat Equity and, um, and all, one of them was also a financial partner who also was a, a, a trainer and, and did whatever she could do. I had the experience of I was running on all cylinders. Like the fuel was running out. I was waking up at 5 a.m., going to teach fitness classes every morning between 6 and 8 a.m., taking a shower, getting ready for work, going to my corporate job, then working all day long, coming back home at 6, grabbing a quick bite to eat so I could teach a class by 6.30, train more clients, teach more classes, then do all the financial records, the bookkeeping, the marketing, the register, you know, cleaning, and then going to sleep every night around midnight to wake up the following morning and do it all over again at 5 a.m. I was exhausted, but it seemed like if I kept doing it, I might be able to leave corporate America soon. You know, there would be, a, and then there was all these things of like, well, will there, will there be enough profits? You know, will I be able to even draw an income? You know, at that moment in time, there really was no sight. There was no model. There was nothing showing me that like, oh, I can leave in three months. I can leave my job in six months, a year. This is going to work. Keep going, keep going. And then we hit a wall. You know, 2008 came, the real estate market collapsed, the entire economy began to collapse. Sounds familiar to what's going on right now. As of the moment of this recording, you know, we have this thing in the COVID virus that's sweeping through here. It's now 2020. And and the economy is collapsing. There's millions upon millions of people uh, who have lost their jobs. Um, so it's a very similar situation, um, except you know there was no uh, stay in place orders or, or stay at home, self quarantine. None of that existed back in 2008. But my 401k collapsed. Um, it dropped like 40 percent. Um, we we lost at the gym. We lost nearly half of our customer base. Uh, we were struggling to, to make ends meet. And um, we were able to, you know, strive to keep it going. And, but we suffered really, we suffered through it for about two more years. And then we just got to a point where we just ran out of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars of our own income. I was taking loans against my 401k, uh, borrowing money from banks. Um, and it just didn't work. We couldn't get to the we couldn't get to the bright side of it, and we ended up going bankrupt. Um, and not just the business, but me personally, and both of my business partners. Um, I ended up. I was in a relationship at the time, and that wasn't going well at all. That was very, very on shaky ground, and. You know, without me really admitting it at the time, I sank into depression, um, sleeping more, gaining weight. I think I gained like over the course of a year or two, I ended up gaining like 60 pounds. Um, everything really started to just fall apart. And 
you know, but at least I still had my job in corporate America. That was the prevailing thought that I had, you know, like, oh, thank God I didn't quit. Oh, thank God I still had that as my backup plan. But I hated my job every day. I felt like I was walking into a building and checking my life and my desires and my happiness at the door before walking in and chaining myself to the desk, you know, and just doing whatever needed to be done, just doing whatever needed to be done simply to get the paycheck. And my dreams began to really just collapse, you know, and I, and I was suffering, you know, the way I did my particular bankruptcy, I ended up paying back money um, in a chapter 11. And uh, so for five years, I was suffering through making payments every month for five years to just to get through it. And I really started to get resigned. I started to um, have beliefs of not believing anymore, not believing in all of these spiritual laws and personal development tools that I prided myself on knowing them inside and out. And what I didn't know, what I did not know, that I know now, is that I discovered something, something um, a little bit towards around 2000, between 2010 and 2015, during this five-year period, I discovered the work of a woman um, named Mary Menon Morrissey. And there were several programs that she offered. And, you know, there was a little glimpse inside of me that still believed in transformation, still believed that I could live the life that I truly wanted to live. And as a last ditch effort, I decided to enroll in one of her programs. And I tell you, these programs are not cheap. I mean, there are, uh, when I tell you on the, on the upper end of the scale, there are some programs that she offers um, the, the highest ones that I've seen are somewhere in the range of like $50,000. I, I know that there are some that are even more than that, um, that she has some, you know, elite, elite programs and, um, all the way down to some really fundamental programs that she has prosperity plus and dream builder. And there's a few others. And inside of these programs, I discovered something. Now I did a, a very, very, um, lower cost program. And it was still expensive for me. It was like, um, I think $2,900 or something like that. And I began to study and really practice what was being taught. And I discovered that all the success I had in my life up until that point, all that, all those temporary successes that I was having, they were showing up for a certain reason. There were some things that I was doing that actually had those temporary moments of success. And looking back on it, I can see that what I was doing was I was spot fixing, putting band-aids on, you know, thinking that band-aids would actually be the thing that can can bring me into that next greatest 
yet to be of my life. And it really didn't open up until until after I started to really identify a success formula, a system of support, a pattern for success. And I decided to embody the work and really take it on and really practice it. And I created, what I did was I created a completely new design for my life. And then all of a sudden, things began to move. Things began to move with such velocity. You know, when I went um, bankrupt, there was about a million dollars in debt. Um, And over the course of about a four-year period, um, I went from being almost in a million dollars in debt to nearly having a net worth of a million dollars. Now, do the math. That's almost a $2 million spread. And I went from feeling not enough and depressed and pretending to be happy and and pretending to be fully self-expressed. And I went from that to being fully self-expressed and happy and having a sense of relaxed control simply because I was following a brand new formula. But there was conflict. There was conflict. You know, I was able to bring these tools and become more proficient and excellent at my job in corporate America. I received several promotions, increasing my salary even more and more. Get it, I got completely out of debt. I started to thrive. Brand new car. Really decided to declare that to myself, okay, what, when is this going to happen? Am I still going to be at this job? You know, I started to learn how to live with a job that I hated, but then loved what I do. So it was this really weird combination of things that kept me stuck. And then I decided to really take on the dream life and design it, design what I really wanted, that I was going to leave corporate America. And so very specifically what happened is I began to emerge completely new. I declared something to myself in no, on November 17th, 2017, that I was going to leave corporate America in one year and that I was going to live the life that I wanted to live, a life that I loved to live. And I was going to bring all of my years of experience and practices with all of these tools and this new system, this new system of support. And this it's and it's formulaic. It is like mathematics. And there was a now a, a clear blueprint that I decided about, you know, being what I wanted to be. And what I declared was going to be successful for myself. I said on November 17th that 
2017 that I was going to become an empowering coach, an entrepreneur, a spiritual practitioner. I was going to have brand new relationships, friendships, intimate relationships, and my heart was going to be open again to new possibilities of finding my soulmate. And I was going to be financially provided for. What I didn't know was how is it all going to happen? All I knew that I was going to simply take one step every single day and practice the tools that I learned and follow the system that I learned, really embodying them as a new way of living. Well, September 2018, I received an email from Human Resources. In short, you know, the company was downsizing and was looking for volunteers to leave and that there would be financial and healthcare support in the process. And this is the part that amazes me to right now. As I'm even telling you this story, I have shivers down my spine. Every single time I share this story, the same thing happens. The plan was called the voluntary separation. And there was a deadline. And I had to click a button to approve my voluntary separation package. And the deadline that was on the button was November 17th, 2018. In my mind, this button had like a neon sign blinking over it saying, yes, 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 click, click, click. And without even thinking twice, my immediate reaction was I reached over to the mouse and I clicked the button to confirm approval and it was done. No less than two weeks later, I received an email on information on how to become an independent life mastery consultant and a dream builder life coach with Brave Thinking Masters Institute. The timing of this was absolutely extraordinary. No, nobody could have had planned the precision and the accuracy of what actually happened. This was definitely the law of attraction at work. And this, all of this was happening because I designed it and I declared it and I took action when opportunities came my way. This is, you know, and this is my new life now. I am a life coach. I am no longer a software engineer. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm helping people that are just like me, that have dreams. They they want to leave their jobs. They they want to, you know, lose a tremendous amount of weight. And I'll tell you about my weight loss story and how I lost uh, 120 plus pounds and have kept it off for 25 years. And but teaching and coaching a reliable system of success, a formula that I discovered when doing all this work. And that is what I'm up to. And that is my story. Thank you for joining me and listening to today's episode. I trust that there is something that you experienced on today's podcast that has left you touched, moved, and inspired. I would love to connect with you. If you're an Anchor member, you can leave me a message and leave any kind of question that I can answer on future podcasts. 
If you'd like to hear more about Life Mastery, Dream Builder, or other personal development programs that I coach with my clients, you can email me directly at Theo at TheoTilton.com. And you can find me on all social media channels, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. My handle is Theo Tilton. Also, you can find me on Facebook at Theo Tilton Coaching. Thank you.